Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. The media is always trying to find or at least tell us about the next superfood, a food which is super nutritious, helps you live longer, and we'll be told it's a wonder everyone didn't know about it already. While porridge isn't the trendiest product, or not at least until now, but oats definitely takes two of the criteria for being very nutritious and helping people live longer. The fact that oats are gluten-free is also a big bonus. Glan B have developed new markets for oats over the past 10 or 12 years and appear to be going from strength to strength. I'm delighted to be joined by Marie O'Toole, Grain Quality Operations Manager from Glan Bia, who will chat to us about how the business is going and how oats market are growing in the various different regions across Europe and further afield. I first asked Maria to tell us a little bit about the background of the Glanbia oat business. Well, we started this business, oh, just 11, 12 years ago at this stage now. Um, we've developed, obviously, and learned a lot over that steep learning curve. Um, we have markets now in Europe, um, Ireland and the UK, and there's also interest there with Germany, Spain and Italy. Um, obviously, what we have to offer now has changed over time with the demand from consumers and customers. Um, so we've actually moved from just our raw oat material to hydrolyzed flour and non-hydrolyzed flour. So um, things have evolved and probably evolved even faster in the late, latter years, but um, all the time moving with the times and meeting customer demands. And Maria, your original uh, market, or one of the first ones, I suppose, that you got notoriety for uh, was the US market. Is that still on the go? That's correct. That's our food grade market. So we still have that business and it's obviously um, a very strong business for us. And it would have been the bones of us opening up our own oatmeal. Um, But that that contract is still there. And we're very proud to say that we have that contract. Um, Again, it has evolved with varying varieties. Um, The customers are the suppliers actually growers have actually stayed the same remarkably we have a group of growers there who have been with us from the beginning um and at this stage are very established at growing the, the food grade oats for us okay and with the with the markets you, you you're saying you have various different new markets and for the existing market that we talked about a second ago is there any growth in kind of the existing ones and we, we'll talk about the new ones in a second Absolutely. Yeah, we're we're all the time. We we actually doubled our acreage in the gluten free um, uh, oats planting for 2020 from 2019. So that was obviously um, because of growth and demand that was out there for the product. Um, Customers seem to be looking more for a pure uh, product. So they're looking for the oat, which is naturally gluten free. And therefore, they're looking for the gluten free because it can the ordinary oat that they would could get in the market could be contaminated. So um, the market is definitely there for what we're, grow- we're growing. And because we've got such a tight supply chain and we can guarantee gluten-free status at every point along it, um, our customers are very interested and obviously demand is increasing. Okay. You mentioned hydrolyzed and non-hydrolyzed flour. Would you tell us exactly what that is and who who who's um, who's using that and what are they using for? Yes, this is just something we're, we've uh, moved into recently. So it's a um, developing market, really. Um, the hydrolyzed flour uh, basically is a ready to drink uh, product that can be used in beverages, in yogurts, ice cream, even in the bakery application and also in drinks. 
um, the non-hydrolyzed flour then is for use in ready to mix. So it could be in beverages again, plant-based yogurts and other dairy alternatives. So it's looking at the plant-based diet um, and looking for your alternatives from your dairy produce. So again, customers are driving this. They're looking for the free from uh, with their, their products. So um, yeah, we're, we're delighted to be able to move into this market. Um, and when the demand was there, why not? Um, we've adapted in the oatmeal to, to be able to um, take this on and happy to do so if that the, the demand is there and it gives also gives opportunity back to growers then to increase their contract and the premium is uh, is important to them. So, Okay. And when you say you mentioned plant-based yogurts, which I just think is a bit of an odd term in itself, is that kind of aimed at the, at the vegan side of the market or is it somewhere different? It, it would be uh, primarily, yes. Um, I suppose us being primarily a dairy business, it, we're, we're, um, we're moving this way are sidelining I suppose this way but that's because the demand is there for us so the oat business just help just feeds into that nicely um we obviously have to look at the plant base because this is this is the future for a lot of people um and if we didn't move with the times we'd be left behind and we need to be seen to be offering what the consumer wants along with the dairy business which is not going to go away but the certainly a plant-based diet vegans whatever angle you want to look at they're there and they they're looking for products so um with oats it's a, it's it's an ideal opportunity to move into that market okay and you mentioned gluten-free uh, you all of your products going through in the oats are, are gluten-free is that a very strong part of the uh usp i suppose of the of oats that you're selling it would be, I suppose, um, obviously we've done a lot over the years um, to get to this stage. Um, as I said, we have a very uh, tight, closed loop supply chain. Um, so we're ensuring that we have gluten-free oats at the end of the process. Um, the the gluten-free market and the gluten-free part of our business, we've, we've managed to um, increase our grower pool. Um, we've managed to secure a, a premium for those growers um, over a base wheat price. And it has attracted uh, a, grow, a grower pool that we wouldn't may primarily have um, moved into. And also our area has, has um, allowed us then to move into counties and geographical spread that again, we wouldn't have moved into without the, the gluten-free opportunity. Just in terms of um, the, 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 play, the measures that Glandia put in place to ensure that the oats are gluten-free, what sort of measures are there kind of from, a, from your own um, uh, processing point of view, your, the business perspective, and then also then maybe what's required or demanded, if you like, from the farmer side of the house? Uh, for ourselves, um, it's as I said, I've said it before, the, the supply chain is what we focus on. So we're looking at each step along that chain that um, from the very start, from seed right through to the processed product, that we're managing that supply chain and we're ensuring no risk of any contamination at any point along that chain. We do several testing, obviously, along the way to ensure this is happening. So um, we've, we populate our own seed, which is tested before it's um, sold to the grower. And then we're testing the dried grain in storage before it's dispatched to the mill. And then we're finally testing the 
processed product and before it's dispatched. For the grower, um, he's obviously using gluten-free seed. Um, his field is inspected before we sow, and that's just to see if we have any obvious risk before we go into that field. So we're ensuring that we have a clean field. We inspect our, his drills so that he has a clean drill. Um, and then at, during the growing season, we are in the field inspecting the crop um, to ensure that it's ready for harvest. And you, uh, in terms of the delivery and your processing on site, is that happening at a specific location or is that at all Glambia sites or how's that worked? No, uh, we assemble at uh, Harris Grain in Athai. So that's our drying location. So it's an oats only site. So he has only got our food grade oats and our gluten-free oats on site. So Glambia harvest the crop and transport the crop direct to the site. There's no tipping of the grain between farm and site, and it's delivered direct into the hopper, into a store before and in storage then for our oatmeal in Portlaoise. Okay, very, very closed loop. So, so in, in terms of the, um, the, the, the winter and spring oats that are, that are out there, um, is there any specific varieties that must be planted by the grower? Are they contracted or is our grower free to, to grow whichever varieties they like? Uh, well, growers are contracted, so all of our growers are contracted growers that deliver into the, the gluten-free and the food grade. Um, we have winter and spring growers. Um, they're up to possibly two years ago, we would have had um, Barra as our only variety. Um, but Barra would have come from our uh, US market because that was their variety of choice. And then just to make it easier in the mill, um, we left it at Barra for the gluten-free. We, ha we had always been looking at other varieties, um, but when they were processed, they didn't always meet the mark um, for various reasons, taste, color, texture. Um, so we came on uh, Isabel then as a new variety. So we've had that for the last uh, number of years. And this year we have Barra and Isabel being grown by growers, which is a it's a big step and growers are very happy, obviously, because Barra is an old variety. It has been slipping in yield. Um, however, we, we, would, we would always say that the quality is excellent. So that's obviously very important. Um, also new for this year is uh, Husky. So we have some basic Husky planted for our gluten-free. So we're going to look at Husky as a possible variety for planting in the autumn time which would obviously give growers uh, an additional option, um, possibly at the detriment of Barra, where we'd be left with Isabel and Husky. But at this stage, we are offering uh, more than one variety, which is obviously very welcomed by growers. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, growers certainly always like a little bit of variety for sure. Um, just in terms of the growing season then, uh, as, as the growers put it in and are trying to, I suppose, get it all the way to harvest, is there... Is there a different regime of agronomy in comparison to a normal feed oat or is, is it relatively the same? No, it's relatively the same. Um, the focus is still the same. Keep the crop standing obviously is very important, but agronomy program doesn't change. Obviously all products um, must be passed for use on the oats, but uh, agronomy program is similar, yeah. Okay. And just in terms of uh, your the markets you have, which are, like you say, they're from the US all the way across Europe, is there any um, differential or demands from your customers with regards to what sort of plant protection products can be used? Well, obviously the, the focus is always there on 
what products are being used and we get various um, inquiries as to different products. But thankfully, uh, glyphosate obviously is, is something that we have um, banned for use as a, a desk and pre-harvest on all food crops. So that was welcomed obviously by, by our customers. Um, other than that, we've been there have been inquiries about different products. Um, Growth regulation is probably the next thing under the radar, but uh, we haven't met with any products so far that they have had an issue with that has because we do um, obviously a lot of testing on our our product in store when it's dried in storage. So nothing has shown up and that's obviously what the customer wants to see. So there there is there is rumblings in the background, but nothing has come as a, a direct line of uh, being banned or not wanted so so um that's where it stands at the moment anyway well that's good it's always a tricky area and consumer to, to, to absolutely demand so, more and more and more um, yeah so, uh, it's an area i suppose all, all parts of the industry are looking at um and, and just going back to the field maria how are crops looking out there at the moment yeah crops are actually looking very good um our we've obviously just started our, our final inspections in our winter crops so the the head has uh, popped out and it looks um there's decent heads on the crop. Um, now I will say they have suffered a, lo- a long cold spell, which obviously we won't know the effects of until harvest time. There are some reports of blind grains in, in heads, but uh, the crops themselves look well. Um, the spring crops then obviously, as soon as they got the mild weather, they jumped out of the ground and they're looking very well and they've got huge potential at the moment and probably won't be that big a difference in harvesting time between winter and spring as it turned out but um all in all uh, the crops look well okay and you mentioned inspections there a second ago you're, you're, you're completing some of your final inspections in field yep. um how are those carried out we might describe what the process is involved well uh, during the growing season we carry out um three specific crop inspections and that's just to to line ourselves up that if there was any risks that we'd preempt the problem in a field or we could um do something about it before it becomes a problem so um i myself carry out two of those inspections um during gro- the growing season and then as i said we have our final inspection now um just as the panicle is emerging so we have a team of people in the field um, and these people walk um, through the fields, uh, no more than three or four metres apart, inspecting the crop for any contamination of wheat, barley, brome or wild oats. OK, so is the, I presume there's some degree of responsibility on the farmer to have some of that done already or? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we'd communicate with the growers um, as we're coming up to the final inspection. At this stage, we have the same pool of growers apart from a number and at this stage they know the routine they would go into the crop we have to wait for a certain stage to allow obviously visibility if there was any wheat or barley just to be seen over the crop um but obviously the onus is completely on the grower to look after his own crop so he must walk the crop inspect the crop and ensure that it is um free from any contamination okay and in, just in terms of the, the, the quality specs for the grain produced off the farm at the um, you know at harvest time, what is involved in that? Um, well, similar to any grain intake, we're obviously looking at KPH, moisture, and screenings of the oats. Um, visually, then we would obviously look for any contamination of wheat, barley, brome, wild oats, stones, glass, any other admixture that may be possibly in the 
the sample of grain from the trailer. Um, apart from those visual checks, then we would also do a gluten check, which is on taking place on our Q sorter machine. Um, this machine takes a sample and can identify identify anything other than an oat. So it will um, throw out any wheat or barley or maybe dark grains of oats, anything that doesn't look like what it thinks an oat is. So um, obviously a very handy machine, um, but it's it's clarifying that we're saying the crop is gluten-free standard and this machine is just um, telling us that or verifying it for us. Sorry, Marie, that's, that's checking a sample of the crop or checking the entire crop is going across it? No, it's just checking the sample that you've okay. taken from the trailer. It's all okay. based on stats. So we have um, we take a, a large sample and cone and quarter down and take a random random sample then from the that and uh, check okay. it for any contamination. Okay, very good. It's all getting very high tech, certainly. Um, certainly, yep. Um, so just the, the final question I just want to ask you is uh, kind of around organic oats. Are are, are Glambia growing or are they uh, buying any organic oats at the moment or is that an area that that, that, uh, that you see as increasing or in more demand? Yeah, we, actually we started last year. So we assembled about 500 tonne approximately last year. Um, and the site is, uh, in Greg Cullen is where that's being stored. Um, we've, we're going to actually assemble similar uh, quantities for this harvest. So the interest is there. Again, it's a growing market. Um, we're just really tipping our toes in the water with it um, but certainly it's uh, an area to be watched and even a step further with the uh, gluten-free organic um, all the time it's the grower and or the customer that's looking for that bit extra so yeah it's exciting and obviously we have gluten for our organic standard now in our site in Greg Cullen and the oatmeal is also so um, yeah it's, it's a it's an important step and it's another obviously another uh, string to our bow and growers are delighted to have um, somebody else in the competition and we're offering contracts for that tonnage which is great uh, and another opportunity. Okay and just the very final question in terms of um, new contracts are, are Glambia looking for any new growers out there? Well always with the oats because we enforce a one in four year crop rotation there will be growers who will only um, be able to grow a crop for a number of years without having to fall out for a while before they can come back into the rotation so yes all the time we would be looking for clean ground in our in the location that uh, we're working in. And when you call what do you call clean ground? I would say that with no history of wild oak contamination, um, brome, obviously, because brome now is such a big issue in, on farms. So um, there's just no point going into those fields knowing you have an issue with the crop of oats. OK, thank you very much for your time. It's it's great to to, to chat about um, a new and growing business, because until we often talk about it the other way, we're kind of being forced out so sometimes in, in lots of different markets. But it's great that it's... Um, is developing really well for Glambia and um, I, I hope it, it continues to do so. Thank you very much. Thanks, Michael. So that's it for the Tillage Edge and my thanks to Maria for joining me. There are a number of excellent webinars and events coming up in the next couple of weeks that you can pencil into your calendar. Chagas are running a series of webinars on grass weeds as part of the ECT project on June the 8th from Wexford with a focus on wild oats and canary grass, June the 22nd from the Northeast with a focus on black grass and brome, and July the 6th from Cork with a focus on sterile brome, black grass and rye grass. All of the events will start at 11.30am. 
As I mentioned over the last few weeks, the Oak Park Open Day will take place on June the 30th and July the 1st. You can only attend by booking first and details of how to do this are currently on the Chagas website. And for all the events we have ongoing, check out chagas.ie forward slash events. So finally, don't forget, if you like this podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.